Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back. I'm going to be honest. I thought that that last episode was going to kill me. I might have gone about 30% insane from the sheer amount of Joshua Mills videos I had to watch during the production of that episode. And Nate and I were talking about this. We have Nate Claiborne come on in a few minutes. Uh, this didn't make it into the episode, but we were talking about this before the show started about uh, Joshua Mills, and, and Nate said that you know he, he could not make it more than 30 seconds or so into a Joshua Mills clip. Um, and I probably watched 15 to 20 Joshua Mills video clips to prepare for that episode. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I did go a little bit insane. So, took a week off, we're back in the saddle. Hey, first of all, thank you to Lee Caterson. He is the sponsor of this episode. You can thank him for bringing the fun, sexy Bible time content to the people. He is our latest sponsor on Patreon. You can find us at Patreon slash Matthew E. Pierce. And that gets you, uh, that gets you supporting the blog and the podcast at the same place. You can also check the blog, MatthewEPierce.com. I'm probably going to post something uh, this weekend. I'm thinking about doing uh, Types of Christians, which is a horribly generic blog type that I feel like I've seen that think piece about 10 times already. So uh, I figured I would just go ahead and completely destroy it. Okay, uh, ooh, on Twitter, on Twitter, I did a poll, and I wanted to rant about this poll before we start the episode. It wasn't the Fun Sexy Bible Time account, it was my personal account, um, and I did a poll, I said if there was a two-on-two fight between the Fresh Prince and Carlton on one team, and the other team was Steve Urkel and Eddie Winslow, who would win the fight, overwhelmingly, uh, people went with Fresh Prince and Carlton, I think for sentimental reasons. I could not disagree more strongly with the results of that poll. And let me tell you why. Friends, Eddie Winslow is not to be trifled with. That man has seen things. And I know I know what you're thinking. Fresh Prince, Carlton's kind of buff. You know, somebody, somebody made that point on Twitter. I, I don't disagree with that. Eddie Winslow, growing up in the heart of Chicago, he got in with pool sharks in one episode. And I think... Uh, Carl had to come bail him out. Uh, he fought a gang called the Dragons in one episode, and he, he lost, but he was still fighting a gang. He was profiled by the racist cops in Chicago in one episode, and he very nearly beat Ted to death in the halls of their high school. Uh, Steve had to come between them um, and, and save Ted's life. I'm taking Eddie, and also he had a he had a an arc in, in Family Matters where he became like a basketball star. I think it only lasted one episode. but And I know what you're thinking. I can, you know, you're going to say, well, so the Fresh Prince had an arc in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that he was a basketball star too. Okay, let's dispense with that immediately. Eddie Winslow was a basketball star in Chicago as opposed to the private school leagues in Bel-Air in the early 90s. Guys, I'm taking Eddie Winslow. I'm taking Eddie Winslow every day and twice on Sunday. Okay, I feel better. Thank you for that. Let's get to the show. 
question. Would you wear a Fun Sexy Bible Time t-shirt and where would you wear it? Yeah, I would say I would wear it to the gym. I would wear it to World of Beer because that's a good conversation starter. <laughs> uh, it's probably not Sunday morning attire. Is it Sunday evening church attire? Is it is it midweek service attire? Well, what if you what if you got like a golf polo version? Oh. So you have like a tank top for the gym guys. You get a t-shirt, and then you get you know a nice golf polo with the logo up in the corner. So it's like seems like you're part of some kind of club, which you are. But I could see that working well. Yeah, then wintertime we could get a hoodie going. Ooh, there you go. The, the, you're just going to be torn on whether it needs to be a zip up or a pullover. And it's just, you might just have to do both. I'm, I'm team. I'm, I'm fully team pullover on this one. Okay. Okay. So it, it sounds like this is something we definitely need to put into motion. Yeah. I think that, I think you're probably right on that. I mean, if Casey and I both had one, you're at least like saturating the Orlando market. <laughs> so it's, it's long been a stronghold of the fun, sexy Bible time demographics. I mean, we do have the Holy Land experience here, which just kind of tells you where our culture's at. Actually, that's where I would definitely wear the shirt if I had one. All right, should we go Snakes or should we go Jay Cutler? Ooh. You pick. Where are we going? Um, well, since we already talked about it earlier today in sports journalism, I think we got to talk about the Cutler situation and whether I, I'm just so torn about it. I, I don't know whether to still expect a mediocre season or whether to get my hopes up. I mean, we do have the Jets and the Bills, so maybe we squeeze out a guaranteed four-win season. I don't think we do worse than that. It's either going to be really great or par for the course. Now, this is the part of this is the part of. Uh the episode where Nate and I as, as long suffering dolphins fans commiserate for about f- five minutes or so on the state of the Miami dolphins. It's kind of a tradition. I, I I'm excited for the Cutler era. And this is why, because I, I, I fancy myself the Jay Cutler of Christian bloggers. Oh, okay. Sounds like I'm just, uh, that sounds like a self immolation. I actually mean it as a term of, in, of self endearment because, uh, Jay Cutler, I think his finest quality, apart from throwing interceptions, is just his his prickish aloofness of he doesn't care. Like, he just doesn't care who he offends. He doesn't care who understands him. He doesn't care that he might be hurting himself in various ways with the way he, he comports himself. Jay Cutler is just going to do Jay Cutler. Yeah, and then he's got that... Uh... He's got that grin going on where it's like he knows something funny that you don't know about, but it's also something that's maybe devious <laughs> or he just looks completely stoic. And so maybe maybe he has like a huge range of a inner emotional life going on, mm-hmm. but his face just refuses to, to let on. <laughs> he's like the uh, he's got like the frat boy hair. He's like the um, he's like the villain in like an 80s teen sex comedy or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he's like the the rich kid that wants to uh, demolish the arcade and build a parking lot on it or something. 
Yeah, and, and not because it's like there's anything to be gained from it, but just because it would screw a bunch of people over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his dad is the mayor of the small town, and uh, he's, he's trying to get everybody kicked out of the frat or something. So some kind of 80s hijinks. That, that just seems like something he would do. Yeah, I mean, so he comes across that way, but then I think I, I can't remember where I saw saw or heard people talking about this article that was like explaining him coming back. And it, it basically came across like he had retired and then he was going to go into broadcasting and kind of already had something lined up. And his wife kind of like put not pushed him into going back into the NFL, but like sounded like she played a bigger role than you might expect in him deciding like, oh, yeah, I'll go play pro football again. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the issue of $10 million. $10 million. I feel like that did play a role in it as well. But then he also kind of suggested in this article something like, well, I guess it's a good thing that you don't have to be in the best cardiovascular shape to play quarterback. Oh, good. I'm like, oh, you don't? Okay, well, I did not know that. I would have thrown my hat in the ring. We're going to the Super Bowl, aren't we? You know what I mean? I've been been working out. I could – I mean, baseball, football, I can – it's kind of the same motion, right? <laughs> just, the receivers just, do all the work. You just stand there. You just stand there and throw. No big deal. Yeah. So it, that, that kind of, I was like, oh, okay. So it's completely <laughs> going to rely on his arm, which, I mean, that he's that kind of quarterback anyways, but it's going to be a little more, a little more of an uphill battle than I thought. So he's like sitting around the house out of shape and his wife's like, oh, so you could make $10 million playing football, could you? And the next thing you know, he's on the Dolphins. <laughs> my, here's my question: because we got some, we got some wife, we, we have some wife issues on, on Christian Twitter right now. We have to mm. worry about whose wife is smoking hot because that's still an issue. It's true. And we also have to worry about: do we love our wife's curves enough? Do we love our curvy wives? Yeah, and those two, sometimes they're mutually exclusive options. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're kind of commingled. It's complicated. It's tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always enjoy when there's an article that makes me question whether the thing that I'm doing is if I'm doing it correctly or if I'm doing enough of it. <laughs> like Maybe this thing that I was already doing, maybe I'm not doing it exactly the right way. Like I should be holding... I don't know. Maybe maybe you're not doing it. For, maybe you're doing the right thing, Nate, but for the wrong reasons. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'm loving my wife like a non-believer. This is true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, I I don't know. Do I love my wife because she has curves or because she's smoking hot? What which one which one takes precedence now? I'm so confused. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, and I think it's also there's a there's got to be a priority of which one is the more important reason, but then also which one is the one you need to tell people about the most. Ooh, which one? Because maybe, maybe those are different things. Which one gets me the most virtue points? Yeah, because you got to, I mean, you got to stock those up. This is true. Oh. So, yeah, speaking of Christian Twitter, do we, do we want to, uh, do we want to get into the Game of Thrones article? I mean, I guess we could. Who? What was that? What was that one guy's name? <laughs> I think he was a white guy. Yeah, I, I, that, that sounds about. That sounds accurate. <laughs> it was Pastor So and So, 
or was he seminary professor bro? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think he was. Uh, he might have been Baptist or, or Presbyterian. I'm pretty sure he was Reformed, but maybe yeah, he was white. I know that. He's probably written a book or two or three or five. Yeah, so I think he's on Twitter. I mean, so I, I could give my reason why I have HBO, which I actually don't even really think of it as having HBO so much as I, I have an Amazon Fire Stick. And I was looking at the movie selection on Netflix and wasn't super thrilled. I mean, it changes a lot, but I was just kind of like, oh, there's these movies. And then you have Amazon Prime movies. And I was like, oh, well, if I start a trial subscription to HBO, then I get all of these movies to stream as well. And then I could watch Silicon Valley, which is maybe a different discussion entirely. (laughs) Um, And then as a benefit of all of that, also I could watch Game of Thrones, which I had. I'm not obsessive about it. I would say, let's see. I actually read the books before seeing shows. I haven't read all the books, but I watched the first three seasons like three years ago and then just kind of dropped it to the side and then picked it back up earlier this spring and watched seasons four, five, and six to catch up. Mm-hmm to seven so i kind of had a a split split watching i I don't know if that makes sense but just is kind of where i'm coming at is like i've watched it and enjoyed it but i'm not a disciple of it i guess but that's not to say i don't have sounds very much like you're trying to rationalize your sin more or less (laughs) i mean just want you to know that i'm not doing it wholeheartedly It doesn't count if you don't enjoy it. You don't, you don't get full, ah. sin, full sin credit if you don't enjoy it. Yeah, there's so many things. you got the sin credit to keep track of. you got the virtues, God. virtue points. And it's it, like math. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, so I, you've got you've got Thrones theories to dump on the, uh, on the show. Well, I wouldn't say I have... My, my thing with theories is... I, I mainstream things. So I was, I hear things that other people don't necessarily pick up on. And then I bring it up in conversation. And then I'm part of just getting it into the public consciousness. So does that make sense? So like I heard on a podcast about this, this is unrelated, but this is how this works. Everyone's talking right now about LeBron James is probably going to end up on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned that casually in conversation six months ago but it's because i'd heard it on jalen and jacoby so they actually started the ball rolling and now when i mention it at school in like sports journalism class no one bats an eye at it Uh whereas six months ago people were like no that's never gonna happen Mm -hmm. so i feel like game of thrones theories work like that where like someone thinks up this crazy theory and then someone has to kind of mainstream it and then after a while it gets accepted and then it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's what it's going to be. Like, I feel like the first one with that was that Jon Snow is actually a Targaryen mm-hmm. where it just, it seemed kind of far-fetched. And then, uh, I guess we're spoiling stuff cause we're talking about theories, but I think they revealed that in the show. And they, they have like an implied that like it was Rhaegar that, uh, and Lyanna, Linnea, Lyanna. So he's, part Stark, part Targaryen, but he doesn't know, but the viewers know. And Bran knows. And Bran knows because Bran is the three-eyed raven. I'm pretty sure Bran's just a homeschooler. Can we, can we throw that out there? 
he does have that vibe now. Like as soon as he showed up back to Winterfell, he's like all super chill and like I know things, Sansa, and she's like, <laughs> oh great. Can we, can we tick off the reasons why Bran's a homeschooler? A, he's socially awkward. B, he brags about his knowledge. Uh, and C, he's just really kind of aloof. I guess that factors in with with A, but yeah, those are the reasons. Well, and- D, lots of time in the woods for no reason. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) E, absolutely clueless around girls. Could have gotten, could have gotten an extended hug from Mira. Could have, could have had a really emotional moment right there. And was just like, oh, thanks. That was all I had to say. Thanks. She was so crushed. I was just like, oh man. Like, that's worse than I mean there's there's some like pretty graphic scenes but like that was that's not graphic but it was just like her face said everything and you're just like come on Bran yeah it's not like you can get around to meet girls like this girl's literally been hanging out with you for months yeah and you're just like oh thanks probably helping him go to the bathroom too yeah because yeah they cut they cut those scenes after after Hodor uh, got Hodored there's nobody else to help him go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, I mean, Brand, she's already, she's already seen the goods. Like, you know, it, there shouldn't be a lot of nervousness here. Yeah, but I think he's just like reached a higher level of consciousness. So it's just sort of like he he's not aware of like mere human things like love and devotion. Yeah, I, I call that 1997. Mm. for me yeah it was your peak peak piousness <laughs> that's, that's when I uh, memorized the book of Romans for Bible quiz and went on zero dates <laughs> that entire this, year mm. well I mean that's how you had time to memorize Romans yeah. you gotta you gotta choose you gotta choose your battles <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> exactly every man's every man's battle <laughs> okay so you I mean, I'm not the first person to make this point, but can we just throw this out there that Jon Snow is is, is a dumbass? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a stark tradition with the males. Yeah. So it's kind of just... Every stalk that's gone south has been slaughtered. Therefore, I will go south. It is my calling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as he shows up on Dragonstone, you're like, oh, man, he's he made it. I mean, you're kind of like, I think he's making a mistake. And then he shows up there and you're like, ah, John, 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 John. Yeah. And also Battle of the Bastards. We saw, we, you know, we got a little preview of his decision making there. It was like, Ramsey Bolton expects me to charge. Therefore, I will charge. <laughs> You yeah, it's like double, it's like double reverse psychology. So it either works really, really well, or it's like the other person is looking at it like seriously, he's going to do the exact thing I was expecting him to do. Yeah, this makes it easier. But he likes caves. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's metaphors abounding in that sort of thing. I don't think Jon Snow can get the metaphor. I think he just likes caves. Yeah, that's so. That's here's my thing. It's not really a theory, but I think here's my thing with. I know it's a little bit out of Martin's hands at this point, mm-hmm. but he he subverts your expectations so much that when you get to this point in the in the series, 
you don't know if he's going to do the obvious, like, blatant screw you thing where, like, Cersei Lannister ends up ruling the Seven Kingdoms and, like, Daenerys is killed and, you know, two other people cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. Or whether he's going to do something that's kind of a neat, tidy ending or whether it's going to be just like a non-ending ending. Like I used to have this theory that a, a really great kind of subversive superhero show or movie would be like, if it was like a fourth dark Knight movie, um, but Batman gets killed like an hour into it, but the movie goes on for another hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they made no country for old men, they basically did that. That was such a weird movie. It just—I mean, it was—it was well done, but it was it was very uneven as far as what you expected it to happen. Yeah, but I—I I could just see Game of Thrones ending with something like that, where it's like the bad guy doesn't necessarily take over, but the good guy or the closest thing to a good guy or a sympathetic character gets kind of senselessly killed. And then you just get some Tommy Lee Jones editorializing at the end. But I'm trying to think who would do that. Sir Davos. Yeah, Sir Davos would just kind of like go on about something and that's how the show ends. Like I could see it totally being something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I really like him. He's become maybe my favorite character in the last couple seasons. Yeah, I could see. So here's the thing. So I'm wondering with people like that and maybe... my wife was telling me who does not watch the show and also does not care if I watch the show. Um, okay. But is she a smoking hot wife? Yeah. She, I I think it's that she's smoking hot enough that she's not bothered. Uh, Okay. And, And you know what I mean? So it's, she doesn't necessarily think that if I watch game of Thrones that I'm going to start looking at porn or it's going to stir up some sort of, Something I, I think it does help that I, I didn't have a fairly typical college series of like being actually addicted to porn for a couple years because I feel like if if there was some of that baggage in the mix I probably wouldn't watch Game of Thrones and she probably wouldn't want me to. But does um, she love your curves? She's she has kind of a love hate relationship. She likes the curves that are from the chest up but not the ones that are in my abdomen. She's not a fan of those curves. <laughs> but so she, she was telling me about this article cause it's kind of the series is something she would really be into cause she likes a lot of fantasy stuff. You could take that multiple ways, but I'm just talking about like books and then <clears throat> like Harry Potter. She's very, 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 very obsessed with Harry Potter. Let's, let's leave the Gospel Bill role plays out of this. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I'll have to edit that uh, in to make that joke appear about five seconds sooner when it would have actually been funny. <laughs> this, modern technology is a wonderful thing. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, but she sent me this article, I think it was like the 17, it was like a ranking of like, who is the most likely person to end up on the Iron Throne? Uh-huh. Obviously, it ends with hot pie. Um, <laughs> but it was just kind of like ranking out the possibilities of like, this person would need this, this, and this to happen. This person would need this, this, this and happen. Because it's kind of like no one really, there's hints, but you just, you never know if the hints are just a way to screw with you. 
or whether they're actually hints. But I'm sure when it, I'm sure when we get to the end, we'll look back and if you rewatch the whole series, you'll be like, "Oh, it was so obvious." Uh-huh. Whereas right now, you're just sort of like, "I have no idea where this is going to go." Which that's the Jesus juke we need, not necessarily the Jesus juke we want. But that's exactly like what's happening if you had to read the Old Testament and describe what Jesus would be like if you didn't know about the Gospels. Ah, yeah. So it all makes sense if you have the Gospels. You can go back and read the Old Testament and be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be the, he's the Messiah is going to be like this, 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 and this. But there's obviously no way to have pre-constructed it. Otherwise, the Pharisees would have been all over it. But they were like, no, this guy's a heretic. Well, it definitely... It definitely feels like the show in some ways is started into this end game of um, almost like ethical retribution or ethical justice where it's like a lot of the characters that have blood on their hands are starting to get weeded out mm-hmm. where like, uh, you know, like the, uh, the basically all the sands which, you know, they, they had a reason to be angry at the Lannisters but, you know, they also you know, killed Tristan. Yeah. So, you know, they had, they had some blood on their hands. Um, and Marcella didn't deserve to die. They, they killed her in cold blood. Mm hmm. Uh, So they got, they got killed off. Um, you know, you could debate whether or not Joffrey had it coming. I mean, he was obviously a villain in the story, but you know, he was killed in cold blood too. And that was because of Olena Tyrell. Now she's, off the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like everyone just hated Joffrey. But beyond that, it was like, well, he hasn't. There are way more villainous people still alive and roaming around. Yeah. So it sort of feels like they're setting they're setting the villains up to be to be removed to get their comeuppance. Like it feels like it sort of feels like Theon's destiny is to kill Euron, and that's how he gets his redemption. Mm-hmm. Jamie comes full circle and has to kill Cersei. Um, yeah, the hound Did, has to kill the mountain. Yeah, there's there's all these like faded meetings that have to happen. Were you familiar with the people talking about the prophecy? It's more explicit in the books, I think, about Cersei's been driven by. Um, there's an I can't remember what season it is where she like meets the witch when she's like a little girl and like is told that her kids are going to die. And so she does all these things to avoid having her kids die. And like most of those things end up leading to them being killed. Uh-huh. Um, but then there's another one that says she's going to be killed by her little brother. And you can tell by the way she functions that she just assumes that that's Tyrion, but technically Jamie is her little brother too, mm-hmm. because he was born slightly after her, even though they're twins. Mm-hmm. And it would just be it would just be ironic, especially if the gold hand plays a role. Like if she's strangled by that hand, that the thing that drove a wedge between them initially was kind of what ultimately destroys her. Yeah, yeah. It's all leading to uh, it, it's all leading to Tormund taking the throne. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll be last man standing because they'll just all cancel each other out. <laughs> no, actually, I'm actually really afraid the torment's about to die. Yeah, it's like they haven't given you enough or fully enough to uh, connect with him. 
And so you, you haven't really, I don't know. You're not enough. You're not emotionally invested enough in him for them to kill him yet, but they're trying to like hint that that's coming. Well, you know, Jon Snow gets points for trying to save the wildlings. He also gets points taken away for doing dumb stuff that gets wildlings killed. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you know, <laughs> it was like, okay, we we think the White Walkers are going to attack here. Uh, wildlings, could you go man that castle real quick? <laughs> yeah. And Tormund, a.k.a. Cookie Monster, was just like, oh, looks like we the Night's Watch now. And they just go yeah, off, and it's just... like, okay, <laughs> bye, Tormund. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you guys are all going to die. <laughs> Jon Snow brought you south of the wall just to kill all of you through a series of bad decisions. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing I'm still trying to figure out, is who's incompetent versus who's maybe secretly devious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think maybe... Uh, I think maybe Jon Snow's not smart enough to be devious. I think he just might be kind of a goofball. Yeah, I, I think I would I would agree with that. that he might have uh, bigger plans, but I just I don't. I think he's kind of like moment by moment, like, well, I guess we need to do this. And so now he's like in Dragonstone, so they're going to start harvesting dragon glass, but I don't know that he doesn't give too much indication that he's thought beyond that so much as just like we have to stop the white walkers and it it may just be i could see it almost being like they set him up to be the song the song of ice and fires about him because he's part stark part targaryen but then at the same time he could go the way of ned stark where he's like so focused on like we have to solve this major problem that the people who are a little more devious are like well this is a good time to take advantage of him and get rid of him and it's like you don't know if daenerys is going to turn into the Mad Queen, or if she's going to play it cool? I think she's about there. I, I think <laughs> I think she's 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 pretty close. Yeah, it could, it's it's imminent. She really gets on my. I think the reason she gets on my nerves so much is she uh, she reminds me of people on Christian Twitter who are like so convinced of their own enlightenment and so convinced of their own tolerance. But if you disagree with him on anything, it's like, oh, oh, not as woke as I am. You don't believe in the scripture. <laughs> they just completely just discount everything about you. Yeah, well, I've noticed I've noticed situations, too, where it's not it's not enough to have the right position. You have to respond in, with the same level of intensity in the same manner <laughs> Like I remember, they just kind of brought this up. So I was I was noticing on Larry Wilmore's podcast that he's his episode that came this. I haven't listened to it yet, but he brought up um, he brought on as a guest Bill Maher, uh-huh. and so I know he's going to talk about him using the N word in the show that he has that where I I, can't I think that was the beginning of the summer mm-hmm. that that happened and Ben Sass that some people lose their mind over was on there. And I think, I think what did it for me to like, I got to take a break from Christian Twitter for the summer was he was on the show. Bill Maher said the N word and he winced, but he didn't like jump all over it and like lose his mind about it. And so people were outraged 
that he didn't lose his mind in the moment. And then it didn't matter when he like clarified later that like, I should have done this. They're just like, well, that's not good enough. Like, <laughs> like, so he's like, he totally agrees with you that that was inappropriate. You should never use a word like that. And, but because he didn't like go full outrage on live TV and then everyone else is like, well, I would have done better. And he's just like, Oh yeah. You're the same people who were like, yeah, if I was in the garden with a naked woman, I would have said, no, no, thanks to the fruit. <laughs> it's those people. Um, so it's just interesting that it's not good enough to have the right position. You have to express it with enough force to show people you really mean it. And it's just like, you can never really win. I agree. And that's, that's why I find Danny so insufferable. It's like, you know, I, okay, Jon Snow is there. He's not your enemy. <laughs> You're just obsessed with him bending the knee. <laughs> mm-hmm. You will bend the knee and you'll bend the knee right now. There's no, we don't need diplomacy. You owe this to me. So you're going to do it. <laughs> and there's a the weird sort of like uh, dissonance there. If she was talking about like, oh, your people are going to die because you're too prideful to bend the knee. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're the one like jeopardizing this too, because you're the one pushing the issue of, you know, who's in charge of who. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, was, it, I, I wish they had picked that thread up a little bit more in the episode from Sunday, but I, I'm guessing that they're going to have to circle back to it this uh-huh. coming week. I don't think they can leave that kind of dangling for multiple weeks, especially because there's only, what, three more episodes? Two more yeah. episodes? Three, I think. Three, yeah. So I guess the bigger question is, is the peak episode of the season going to be this week or next week? Because they usually don't do it the last episode of the season. I think the White Walkers hit this week. Okay, yeah, I could... Well, yeah, so then they would they would resume with uh, the wildlings getting slaughtered. Yeah, I also don't understand the, like, the, the obsession with getting Dragon Glass because it's like... I, I, aren't there only, like, two White Walkers left? Because there were four, and then two of them got killed, and you don't need the special glass to kill all the uh, the undead. You just needed to kill the white white walkers. So, like, if you had like two dragon glass swords, like, wouldn't that be enough? I mean, we know Jon Snow's sword can kill a white walker. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's. I wonder if there's some sort of regenerating property where, like, if you if you kill the undead, I think don't they have to burn them? Yeah, to actually kill them, and so. But if you, I wonder if it's like if you stab them with the dragon glass, they just disintegrate the same way the White Walkers do. So it's just, it's more efficient to go about it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm preparing myself emotionally for Tormund to be sacrificed for the show. Yeah. So do you feel like? I mean, th- we still got three episodes, and then another seven. So. Easily a dozen characters can die off in that span. So you say he would be the character you'll most miss? Yeah. I, I think Tormund, everybody seems to think Littlefinger is going to go pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't shock me if one of the Stark girls died. I don't know which one. 
but it wouldn't shock me if one of them that would be the sort of shocking death that it seems like every every so often there's got to be one yeah yeah and that, that, that's a that's a great um that's a great contrast of the type of person who would die where it's mm-hmm. sort of like Arya is consumed with revenge so sometimes people get so consumed with revenge they make a stupid dis- mistake and then it leads to their downfall whereas Sansa just keeps having bad things happen to her so it wouldn't be totally surprising if she got killed I'd be okay with losing Arya I, I'm, 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 I'm okay with, with her leaving like, <laughs> I just think her arc is kind of silly yeah well it, I guess there's a bigger question of like can her arc if you look at her story arc, can it actually get to where she wants it to go? Mm-hmm. Like, cause she's, she would have to kill Cersei for that to happen. Yeah. And it's just, I, that seems so unrealistic at the present. So she's either going to have to give up her story arc willingly or unwillingly. And the unwilling option is being killed off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I think Bran the homeschooler is safe for a while. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's he's he. <clears throat> it would seem like he's invincible to some extent if he can see everything and know everything ahead of time. Like, how would you even go about? It? He would have to sacrifice himself, which is maybe within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. But someone's not going to just kill him, even though it seems like the crippled boy would be the easiest person to kill. He's leveled up. Yeah. Okay, so at this moment in time, we have three episodes left. What's your best guess of how the series resolves itself? Oh, man. Um, I, I, I guess I still keep defaulting to it has to somehow end in a way that's true to the title. And since the book series is called A Song of Ice and Fire, it it's got to be some <clears throat> some way in which ice and fire coexist uh-huh. and I think we've just assumed the fire is the Targaryens and the ice is the Starks so I think there's a part of me that could see it being either Jon Snow winning out somehow against against the odds which if you do think about it there's there is an element of that throughout Game of Thrones, the unlikely person rises to power or something along those lines. Um, I could see a way in which he and Danny both end up ruling, um, but I don't think that's as likely because then <clears throat> if she realizes he's actually, because Rhaegar's her dad, right? No, Rhaegar's her older brother. Okay, so there's that kind of weird family connection. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of uh, thing unearthed about Tyrion's lineage where he's not completely like he is a Lannister, but he's not fully a Lannister. Okay. Um, That could be a kind of plot twist that puts him into some sort of running all of a sudden, like um, he's potentially a Targaryen. Um, so I don't know. It could. It, I, I don't. 
I think part of me really thinks that it's not going to resolve with a single person on the throne. Uh-huh. And it's either going to be because there's some sort of co-rulership happening or the seven kingdoms get divided or it just ends super ambiguously. So I don't, I guess, I guess I would say I don't see a single person being victorious in the end. So that's my overall mm. where I think it's going to land. I, yeah, I'd be okay with Mira on the, on the throne. Mira and hot pie or just Mira? <laughs> no, not, not hot pie. Just Mira. But he bakes so well. I mean, what if that just is, changes the face of the seven kingdoms? <laughs> Maybe they're fighting because they're hungry. I mean, it, the, the food doesn't usually look that great for most of the people. Uh, yeah, I'd be okay with Mira. I'd also be okay with Tormund if he, if, if he can survive that long. Tormund would be fun, especially if he hooks up with Brienne. <laughs> And like she really wanted to be a knight, but she ends up being a queen instead, and she's like frustrated. And so it's it, there's this whole spinoff show. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> yeah, on that note, hey Nate, thanks for coming in. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll get you back when the dolphins uh, start screwing things up, and we need to vent about stuff. Um, also, we need to talk uh, more fashion options with the fun sexy bible time apparel line that we're obviously going to create yeah for sure yes i i I see that being sometime around week four or five of the nfl season when the dolphins are one and three or one and four and trying to figure out what went wrong who are we going to who do we need to send a fun sexy bible time t-shirt to which which figure in christianity should we just send one to for for shock value oh man that's a i feel like you need i i I could come up with some answers. I feel like you need to throw that to the listeners though, and have them send in, send in uh, a list of people. And then maybe on the next episode, you kind of go through the list and you're like, okay, so you guys responded. Here's the 10 people we're going to send t-shirts to do that. Do that for us. Listeners send us, send us ideas of who we should send a fun, sexy Bible time t-shirt to Uh, our Twitter DMs are open at FS Bible time. Or you can just find me on Facebook or email to me, whatever. Or Nate, or any of any of the any of the regular co-hosts. Just give it to one of us, and we'll, uh, we'll put it on the next episode. All right, Nate Claiborne, thanks for coming in. Yeah, as always.